Spags, I feel like it was just last night we were on a show together, and if I recall correctly, that was the case. I mean, look, as we all know watching this show, Pete simply can't get enough of me, so we're back again to draft the Best Ball Mania 3. Going back to my account, because i got to fill out these max lineups somehow on Best Ball Mania 3, drafted for $10 million in prizes. We'll also briefly catch up the NFL news, but today it's all about the draft, so Pete, let's hit that intro. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Splash Play, the fantasy football podcast for every game under the sun. And once again, I'm Chris Spags, joined by your friend of mine, Pete Overzet. Pete, how are you doing? As you can see, the chat's already lit. And Bolick uh, timed out yesterday on Ship Chasing Today. He's coming and telling us he's horned up on a Thursday. Yeah, I'm like very concerned with kind of the general tenor of the chat. Uh, Willis <laughs> wants bonks. Bolick says he's horny. Uh, and then Murano says, I'd be surprised if 90% of us weren't like, what is this big horny energy? I hate, I don't want our audience to have a Pavlovian horny response to this show. Okay. It makes me uncomfortable. It is weird. Like the bonks have become a thing where I don't, I think I mentioned this UK. I think it was on the solo stream on Friday. Like a guy followed the splash play handle. I think his name was Tharson and he just DM'd like bonk to the handle. And it's like the bonks <laughs> have become in some respects as big or bigger than the show itself. And obviously we're you know, tethering ourselves to meme that exists but the people love the bonks they don't get enough bonks in their fantasy and betting shows otherwise yeah well so i i will reference this one alex is talking about so alex went you know above and beyond with his cardio club stuff ended up here he said did 21 bbm3 drafts 20 peloton sessions one walk in a over eleven thousand calories burned but it was in the post before his final post here it's like a team and then you know his calories and then, like, why why this shot? Like, why why does this have to be included? He stole this from Mathology's playbook. It was just an aggressive bonk situation here. Look, I'm just glad to see the guys in the Peloton getting their health done. It's better than the equivalent of me. I, I took Luca out to to lunch with uh, two of my friends who were in town. And then, like, there's a, a hostess who's cute at a restaurant. And, Pete, you know, you're a married man. When you're a married man or a father or whatever the case, you just see anybody who's vaguely attracted to the service industry. It's like, oh, man, I remember back in my day where I would have tried in vain <laughs> to make this into something. And I feel like that's you know, a healthy way to do it. Doing it on the Peloton, at least you're getting some cardio burn. Yeah. Um, I really, I, I can't really relate to that anecdote that you just had, but, uh, you know, whatever, whatever you got to do out there, Spags. Well, either way, we appreciate all of you guys hanging out, whether you are bonkable today or not. Make sure you are subscribed to the Pete's channel. Of course, lots of great content coming out there, including uh, today, Pete, the randomizer you got for yourself with a, a big name actor. I didn't realize that you were honestly, I totally missed it. You had like famous friends besides Patrick Laird. <laughs> uh yeah tom everett scott is a big fantasy football aficionado um he did the show two years ago i was looking at the dates it was two years it was right when i had started doing randomizer in quarantine uh you know he got he hopped on the show so that was very fun i thought it was about time for him to come back and of course people know him from that thing you do he was in la la land some other kind of cult classics he was in the really good show with andrea savage recently called i'm sorry that ended up getting canceled like now i'm not just blowing smoke up his ass because he's my guest like a legitimately funny comedy show um so yeah I'm, I'm super excited to do the show with him tonight 
Yes, make sure you are subscribed to the Peach channel. Of course, subscribe to the Splash Play channel as well, because tomorrow I will be doing the solo stream. It's been an exhausting week. Luca's been going through uh, leaps as a baby that make him not sleep through the night all of a sudden, so that's been tremendous for me. But I'm going to bring that delirious energy to tomorrow's stream, so lots of great content coming from Pete and myself. Subscribe to the Peach channel, subscribe to the Splash Play channel, and of course, follow at Peter Robertsette, follow at Chris Spags, and follow at Splash Play Pod. But Pete, I'll tell you what, I haven't seen any news besides the USC news going to the Big Ten out of nowhere, which is huge for, for my <laughs> school huge for usc just getting more money for themselves in college football absolute disaster we don't need to talk about that though unless you want pete any news that you want to bring to the table before we hop in a draft yeah i didn't know if you're going to be kind of forcing the amon ross st brown and drake london picks a little harder today you know after that big news it's it's huge like it is like a really important thing college football though like i don't know what to make of it overall with the nil stuff and i guess college sports overall like I just don't know what it means. Like, it's clearly been good for USC getting Lincoln Riley. They're recruiting. They're getting all the transfers from uh, all across the nation. I've talked a lot about, you know, they're stealing that pit receiver away, Jordan Atkinson away. Like, I think that's stuff that looks great for them as a school. But overall, it just feels like even more of a mercenary sport than it's always been. And this is a sport where Cam Newton was getting, like, duffel bags of 75K dropped over to his house. And I, I just don't know how, like, how do you root for it when there's so many moving pieces every single year? Yeah, I've I've grown each year more and more detached from college football. I mean, I do get very excited, like once the combine hits and all of the, you know, Debbie and Dynasty guys start getting their hands in the dirt, telling us which of these players are going to be good in the NFL. But man, yeah, it's, it's just one of those things I'm content to not pay attention to and uh, and focus on the NFL. And yeah, I, I was uh, I was rounding up. Uh, links for the newsletter for tomorrow too and it's it's been just a really slow news day these past few days generally there's a lot going on the deshaun watson hearing keeps kind of get pushed back uh, a day the the big news or i shouldn't say news but the clip that was circulating was the miles sanders on a podcast where he was basically like don't draft me because they make me share the ball with so many people so i i think that's interesting because one, I actually think a quote like that will move his ADP a little bit, especially on a site like Underdog, where drafters are so on top of the uh, the fire hose of news. And so I think they'll react to that a little bit. And um, I, I think it's a funny thing. Uh, and one of those things that I actually kind of want to buy the dip on. And today, our, our Fantasy Life newsletter was all about the Eagles, specifically A.J. Brown. But I was kind of talking about in the intro how that... I think fantasy drafters generally want to shy away from situations that feel messy or crowded, but that doesn't mean there's not upside there. It just means there's uncertainty and that uncertainty means we're probably getting a discount. So Miles Sanders is kind of one of those, um, I think the perfect illustration of that where I get it, you know, he has been in committee situations before, but if we do project this offense to take a leap this year, I do think he could be a big beneficiary. And I think he could have kind of a, a Devin Singletary esque season, um, or how he finished down the stretch. So I think that quote is interesting. And if I can get a 10, you know, pick ADP discount here on Miles Sanders over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to take it. Yeah, the NFC East backs, for whatever reason, with him, Antonio Gibson, uh, even Saquon to some extent, uh, Zeke, certainly, who he had to draft on yesterday's chip-chasing draft. Uh, you know, a lot of ugly backs here that people just don't want to draft, and I think it could be a spot that one of them ends up paying off. And I just will say real fast, Pete, there, I'm going to pull up the uh, Best Ball Mania 3 window as we start to get in here. So if you want to join us, go over there, use the promo code SPLASH for yourself, and, and I'll, I'll manage the actual draft. We are doing it on my account today. Um, but Pete, uh, I saw some Gabe Davis slander again before the show as I'm about to enter us into this draft. 
And I'm just tired of it now. Like, I don't know if it's agent <laughs> farming. And I, I don't know what your stance is. Like, I like Josh Larkey. I think he does a good job. I'm intrigued to kind of see what he does with his, whatever he's doing his next steps because um, he really did a good job on TikTok figuring that stuff out. And I don't, you know, look, I don't know what the hive mind says about him. But I did enjoy reading his thread about Gabe Davis. It does feel like you're engagement farming, though, a little bit now where it's just like people wanting to slam dunk on Gabe Davis or tout him up. And I just think he's a good player. And I think we don't need to really get into the micro analyzation of it. I feel like that's a mistake. I know you've talked about that. Like the player take part of this, I think it's just such a big mistake. And just take Gabe Davis because you buy into where he is ADP wise, you buy into that offense. But I think nickel and diming him over and over again is just getting exhausting to me. I mean, if if you're fading Gabe Davis, even at his current cost, I mean, you are just massively overcomplicating things, specifically with how, if we want to have like the season long conversation, but I'm specifically talking about these best ball tournaments. We have literally seen Gabe Davis put up a 45 point week. We know what he's capable of. Those are the weeks we need. The similar weeks that Jamar Chase and T Higgins, you know, put up down the playoff stretch. On top of that, you're tethered to arguably the best offense in football. And then third, you have just massive through-the-roof contingent upside if there's an injury to Diggs, if there's an injury to Dawson Knox, anything like that that opens up more of a target share. And he could have a season where he returns a second-round value. So Gabe Davis is an absolute smash pick, and you're a donkey if you're fading him in best ball tournaments at that price. We can see Cooper Cup here going one overall, so it might be a piss boys room. We'll see. But I agree with you completely. Like, and I think, too, the main thing to me is, like, you know, when you are making fantasy projections, if you're running, you know, simulations, whether it be the Ramonte Carlos sim or whatever else on uh, that you might be doing out there, or even on Fantasy Cruncher, if you go through it, you're like, you'll see the standard deviation. We know what Gabe Davis' ceiling was. We saw it at the end of that year, and now we also have less bodies in there who should be meaningfully taking targets away. So I think that, to me, is the thing is, like, when you see that upside, you know a guy can hit 40 fantasy points, can hit 200 yards, like, He's clearly capable of it, whether it's going to happen every game or not. I don't know. But for best ball, like buying in on a, a potentially big part of a really high octane offense that could be record breaking. He's got to like, you got to do it, I think, is really the main thing. Yeah. And I mean, one of the things I think about a lot in these drafts, too, is I want I want as cheap of exposure as I can get to these elite offenses. And uh, Gabe Davis got this is a better bit than the uh, the sex bot <laughs> account. <laughs> um, all right, we are going to be on the clock, and then yeah. we can talk about this in a second here. It's amazing how Sam gets in all these. Sam from FTN, of course, uh, who we've talked about in the show. I think a very sharp drafter, but he is always soaking up that Sherbury V whenever he can. And damn, if I don't respect it, I would say let's take Devontae Adams here. Let's do Eckler. Let's get real. Oh boy. Oh no. Come all on. right. I'll let's do, do it. it. I'll do let's it. do it. I think you were, you know, even though Pete, you did dig, if you didn't watch Chip Chasing yesterday, I think it's worth a rewatch. Pete did really go full dictator Pete on, on Pat and I a couple of times. I was trying to back up Corrine on some takes to show Corrine the love that I feel like he deserves uh, from no. how I perceive him. And you just fucking walked all over us, Pete. You were timing people out. You were in, you were in the zone last night. No, here's the thing. I I was going if if I was in the minority on it, it was your reasoning. It wasn't to say like, no, I agree with this take. You specifically said I just want to suck up to Pat. And that was such an awful reason that I wasn't going to allow that to be why we did the pick. I think I said I want to first of all, I wouldn't say I want to suck up to Pat. I was saying I want to support Pat and his endeavor. You were we didn't get Rojo. We did we got like all the clips. I think the only clip we didn't get yesterday was the Sky Moore clip. Uh yeah, we didn't we didn't get that. That clip's been tough to come by these days, especially in ship chasing groups here. Also, got to give credit to Mark Smith, who I feel like has been on us lately with us uh, knowing player ages and all that stuff. Um, he's got some interesting points about uh, Marcus Mariota in the chat and about how apparently he's all far ahead of Ritter, but very far behind where Matt Ryan was. Um, I touted the Atlanta Falcons on chip chasing last night. Pete said that they were going to win the NFC South. Uh, do you foresee us getting any Falcons? You want to do a big you know, triple stack of the Falcons today? 
Well, we are actually go to our board. I just yeah. want to see the board to see where we're actually, yeah, at a nice spot. I mean, Pitts rarely falls there in this room. He's not falling to us. Um, but yeah, we can we can entertain some Falcons. I mean, I'm I'm happy to take uh I think in a vacuum, I prefer Debo over Evans, yeah. but um I'm I'm good with with either. Let's take Debo. I think you made the case for Debo pretty well a couple episodes back, Pete, of talking about how um, Evans, you know, if you're drafting for week 14 through 17, certainly Godwin being back, whatever else happens with Tom Brady gives a little more of a risk profile where Debo, you know, shouldn't be in a materially worse spot by the time that's part of the season rolls around. So I think that was one of your better cases, even if it was not one of our better viewed. I think there was some debate on TikTok over it, actually, but it wasn't one of our better viewed clips, despite your genius being on full display. Well, yeah, what's going on in our uh, our TikTok and Instagram real streets? I normally don't see the uh, the comments. Do do we have we gotten any uh, big comment battles breaking out over there? I think it was just like the last one was like, oh, like people like Mike Evans is good. Debo's good. Like that's basically the level of comments you get from like when you're building the handle from starting, just hoping to get some algorithmic boost. But I, I think the, the blame for us is really to do like the Rashad White ones. Like the Rashad White one we had, I think did like 10,000 views on Instagram and people are still liking it and sharing it every day. And it's like, I guess just DMs. We just need to leak player DMs every episode. Uh, I, do, I do think anything that feels a little salacious, a little rumor milly, anything behind the curtain. That's why that Miles Sanders clip is going. It's like on a podcast, he said not to draft him. You know, I, I think mm -hmm. that would, uh, that'd probably have some virality to it here. Um, yeah, every, yeah. Everyone in the chat uh, is very excited. There's a lot of people who were in the timeout last night uh, who are now free. So you guys are lucky I'm in a better mood today. I'm drinking water instead of tequila. <laughs> so you guys are, are probably safe. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> See how it goes here. See if anybody starts sniping some picks away or making illogical draft choices, then Pete will be right back on his horse, just smacking you all down. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm trying to see what, what, how this room ended up shaking out here. I mean, and, and the back half, I mean, this didn't go crazy piss boy. I mean, a lot of the teams that took wide receivers early, I mean, we really, even from the one one there, uh, cup and AJ with Javante, we have the, we have the Diggs Higgins team. We'll see if they stay stay pissing or not. Yeah, I don't know what we're going to be doing here. I, oh, that's I Willis. Think, yeah, yeah. Seems like Willis loves Chubb. Willis oh. Will, Willis is going to value Hound Chubb here. Ooh, no oh, Pittman. Pittman. Okay. Ooh. I feel like Willis was saying that Pittman. He was. I think at some point mentioned he thought he was going to go in the second or third round. So no Kyle Pitts for us. Uh, correlations on the table for anybody? Not really. Uh, um, no, yeah, I, I love Brown or Waddle here. Um, yeah, I would go Brown. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a big Waddle guy. Like, I'll take Waddle when he's there just to get some exposure. And I have enough Tyreek to justify it. But I don't know. Like, I, Waddle just doesn't do it for me where he is. Like, I feel like if he were in the Jerry Judy area, I'd be a little more inclined for him. I think for me with the Waddle stuff, um, you know, Marquise Brown's going to have, I think, just more target volatility throughout the season, especially when Hopkins comes back, where... I do think there are scenarios where Waddle is just the target hog in that offense, kind of how we saw from him down the stretch and that Tyree kill is, is used as, as more of like a Marquise Brown type and not uh, just a, a, a massive volume guy, just because Waddle was so good in that underneath role last year. And we also know that's kind of to his strength as a passer too. So I'm, uh, I'm still pretty excited about this price tag for Waddle. Um, but I, I like both him and Brown a lot. And I do think, yeah, Brown, Waddle, and Moore to me are my targets in this range. And then I do think there's a little tear gap once you're getting to Sutton and Judy and, and some of these other guys. I guess I include Deontay Johnson in there as well with those guys. 
Yeah, I, I've I like Deontay Johnson enough as a player. I am starting to buy a little bit on the the Chase Claypool Kool Aid and thinking that he can take enough away and get the touchdown regression going his way. Um, also, did I miss something, Pete? Are you the one who's causing the bonking short gamer TV saying, "Can we get another Pete Nip slip"? Are you slipping nips here for the views? So I I apparently on uh, or let's make this pick and then I can yeah. talk about my nipples. <laughs> yeah, please. Uh, let's tease it out till after the pick. <laughs> Pete's nipples coming up right after the break. All right, let's see what Jay Frick. Ah, oh! oh, Jay Frick. Fucking Josh, why would he do that to us? Um, ugh, this is a gross spot. Um, yeah. I guess I'd probably just plug in my nose and take a McLaurin here. McLaurin, all right, I can do that. I I would have considered taking Connor to make the bet on Arizona. You could have talked me into reaching for Kittle. Um, I really wanted Waller to follow us there. I think that would have been very nice for us. Oh yeah, Waller would have been good. Um, no, so I think I don't know what it was with my tank top yesterday. Um, but I guess when I was like moving around or something, like it would get settled and my nipple was showing for a second. <laughs> um, and I didn't notice it until people started commenting on the chat, and then people left comments on YouTube about it, wondering why my content wasn't getting flagged by YouTube for being inappropriate. So I had to deliver a statement on Twitter about how my subs have plateaued and I'm having to show a little skin here. Um, so yes, guys. Uh, but just, I, if, if I just give you guys the nipples every day, you won't come back for more. So, uh, you know, I, I can't just, I mean, Spags, no one's going to buy the cow if they can get the milk for free. You know what I'm saying? That's true. You got to put that behind the paywall. You have to put the little like emoji over your nip so that people <laughs> go to your only fans and pay for your fancy football advice while topless. <laughs> um, Willis is over the moon to get Zeke. He sent us $5 last night because we drafted Zeke. Congratulations, Willis. You ruined a great team. <laughs> I do have to say one thing I'm surprised by is that there isn't more... <laughs> Pete, I know if you prepare the clip, that there isn't more like nudity-based fantasy football content. Just... <laughs> It's a nudity based fantasy football content. Like what the fuck it please describe what this would even look like. So it's like a tried and like, you remember, like, I don't know if you were a kid, there was like, I guess it still exists maybe, but like naked news would be like news reader women who would like take their clothes off while like reading the news or whatever. And I just feel like if you want to get like double the engagement, it's like, okay, what's that does really well. Like only fans, people do a nudity. What does well premium fantasy football advice combine those two things. It feels like there's something there. Yeah, I just bonks all around. I mean, I'm going like, it, like, also, you can check the chain on our analytics. We're dudes broadcasting for 99% dudes. Like, who, Spags, I just don't know how this is a viable business model for you. I mean, I we had made a joke early in Splash Play that like we could be the baby talk fantasy football podcast and do an OnlyFans where we all go like, "Oh, you should you should play." No, <laughs> Peterson this week looks like a very good player. Do we care? And like somebody out there would love that. So like you know, you pop your nip out, you give some advice, or you know, if we had like an attractive female co-host and then she were like, "Yeah, you know, the the Sims are saying," and you know, ba ba ba. I, it, I got so uncomfortable with your baby voice thing because also last week on the randomizer, one of the prompts was Cooter Doodle and I had to discuss a pick with a puppy voice. And, you know, you think it's going to be, it's not like it's hard to do a puppy voice, but you yourself just, I, the cringe was just washing over me as I did it the same way it was washing over me as you did your baby voice. 
I think my baby voice is very soft. The funny thing is, I like I again, I have like two of my best friends from high school in town who are like staying with me, and one of them also has a baby like a month ahead of me. And he was saying like he does the baby voice. Like I talk to Luca like I talk to you guys on the chat. <laughs> like, I talk to like like I talk to Pete the same way. Like I just talk in normal language. Probably a little too much profanity at some point. That'll come back and I'll reap what I sow there. But like I can't do baby voice, but I do think baby voice as a bit is very funny. Yeah, I just I guess in Spag's world, he wants to be doing these private only fan draft streams where he does baby voices and the chat calls him daddy the whole time. Like whatever gets you off, dude. Week 17 Croatia. Stop, stop. <laughs> God. If you're not waiting for week 17, you're doing it wrong. Stop it. Let's take Kyler, you idiot. <laughs> They're sure. I support that. <laughs> Right. Uh, don't don't encourage him. <laughs> this is what happens when I, I'm like delirious, not sleeping well. <laughs> it all comes out one beautiful explosion of baby voice. Tell me about it, right, Mel? Oh yeah, white, white Mal. Come on, white Mal. <laughs> <laughs> the views are going up, so we know it's working, Pete. I don't know if that's the correlation. <laughs> Uh, how are we feeling about the team so far? I feel like we got good talent, but it just doesn't line up in any way that I find appealing. Um, I like this team. I think it's a unique team. I think it's I think, unique, yes. We're not prioritizing correlation early, which could be a positive based on what we've talked about recently. Yeah, I mean, this will be an interesting spot here. Can you go back to the uh, the yep. queue? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't... I don't necessarily mind um, if we do. This has been one of those spots where it's like, man, I, I definitely enjoy grabbing Dalton Schultz. Um, I don't really care about these wide receivers here. Jacobs to go with Samuel for week 17. That's true. Yeah, if you, I just, uh, hmm. I'd or probably take Schultz, Schultz, but you do whoever you want. Yeah, let's do Schultz. Let's do Schultz. I think just getting a tight end that we feel good about. Like, I I really do not enjoy not having an elite tight end, as I've said on the show. I think I'm at 75% of my drafts. I have an elite tight end. And um, Dalton Schultz, not quite that tier. Like, technically an elite tight end, I think, according to the Road of His Explorers, the first five rounds. But, um, yeah, like, Schultz is close enough to me that he could bubble up to that kind of tier. Yeah, and, I mean, it's it, you always feel good, too. And, I mean, outside of McLaurin, we've attached ourselves to, you know, a couple explosive offenses uh, here as well. And I think it is obviously by feel, but it's just like, I'm looking around at those other players, you know, Dobbins is a guy I was drafting a ton. Um, my, I'm not out on Dobbins. I just think the way things are trending with his injury that he's going to get cheaper. And so I think that could have been, obviously if we had done a zero RB start, I think Dobbins at that price would just made a ton of sense for us. But with the Eckler anchor, um, I do think it made sense to uh, to go ahead and grab Schultz there, even if it was a few picks ahead of ADP. Also, it looks like we did lose out on Drake London going a little bit earlier than I would think he should to Corbin Welsh. You won't take London away from Corbin. <laughs> <laughs> he he only drafts uh, players who have the name of a British city in their name. <laughs> it's very limiting, though, but that, that's how you win the Billy Maker is all players. <laughs> the yeah. London-based tie. Oh, is Josh say is is that correct? Katie just demanded a trade. Wait, NBA is a oh, insane landscape. Every sport is just fucking bananas. Every every off season, dude. I hate to say it, but like the NBA is so drunk right now. 
<laughs> oh, it's like it's like off season on steroids, is what the it's like you off season on steroids. No, stop it. No, that was always like the Bill Civet thing. You'd be like, the NBA's drunk right now, man. <laughs> I it's crazy though, like college football being insane, the NBA being insane. Like DeJounte Murray got traded, and the, you know, casual NBA fans probably won't care that much, but like that's an insane trade. Like that guy was playing like an absolute monster in San Antonio, and they got him for nothing. I I don't get it, but that's that's talk for NBA best ball season. I like this European correlation here. Drake London and Paris Campbell. That's how you do it. Yeah. The Paris is two R's though. So it's completely different. You know, it's fine. I mean, if only Jim Rome played, uh, played NFL. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, people, yeah. People enjoying the KD talk. Look, I, I'm, I appreciate all you guys doing NBA. Hopefully you'll, you'll play some NBA best ball and underdog. Cause I, I'm hoping that's bigger this year. I think that would be a uh, fun for me. And I think Pete would, can you be tempted in the NBA best ball world? Now that you are like so firmly in best ball world. I no, I can definitely be tempted. And I had even thought last year um, that maybe I could do some like ran NBA randomizer drafts too. And just, you know, I always think like the no dunks guys, you know, I probably wouldn't have them do a regular football randomizer because they don't follow football, but like doing a randomizer with those guys in NBA would be super fun. Um, so yeah, I, I could see myself getting into a uh, little NBA best ball and uh, maybe some NBA randomizers as well. Okay, good to, good to know. Good to know because I'd, I'd plant some NBA best ball flags. I'm, I don't know what the meta is for it other than, you know, not drafting backups positions, I would think would be an important part. But um, I'd be curious to know what the zero RB of NBA is. All right, All right we're, we're back on the clock. Is uh, Lance still here? Yeah, he's still there. Um, Yeah, and maybe we can, I don't know if you want, if that's too... We probably, I probably wouldn't push it here, actually. I mean, obviously, now I bring him up and stuff like that. I would probably do uh, like Pollard or Sanders. I don't know. What do you uh, think? Uh, oh, did I not get it in time? Let's do Pollard. Oh, I tried to get Yeah, I got Pollard. Okay. Okay, nice. Um, we we yeah, took Schultz. I, I wouldn't mind taking yeah. Lance there because I didn't feel strongly about it. But yeah, we took Zeke yesterday. So we got to take Pollard today. Of course, Josh just snap takes him. <laughs> Josh just does whoever he hears. You're on a, he's on elliptical right now. You can tell he's on an elliptical because he's not chatting and he's sweating and he just is whatever player name is said, he'll take. Well, let's do this experiment. Go back to the board. I'll tell you who Josh is going to take here. All right. Man, if I was, uh, if I was picking here in, a, in the second, I would. I would sure think uh, – actually, let me go look at his team, and then I'll tell you who he should pick. Okay. All right, so he has Trey Lance, DeAndre Swift, uh, Adams, Cortland Sutton, Godwin Hopkins, and Waller here. Okay. I mean, this is uh, – Josh, Miles Sanders, you got to buy the dip. I know he told you not to draft him, Josh, but this is – yep, there it is. This is this is beautiful. Josh Do we take back here? Um. Who do we? Oh, with Schultz. Yeah. I would say, yeah, the only other thing is I'm feeling a little weak at a wide receiver. I wouldn't mind taking Tony just as another big yeah. upside crack here. I think that's fair. Yeah, Tony, I like the idea of taking Dak. I just, I feel we're thin at receiver as well. And I think that, uh, yeah, there's a little more logic, I think, to it, though. I guess we wouldn't know how to take another Cowboy if we took Dak because we do have Pollard in there and theoretically, you know, a little pass game work. Josh, hands hands on the elliptical at 10 and 2, bud. <laughs> Josh, too, like, you know, love Josh. Josh, one of our regulars here. I, From what I can tell from Josh, I don't think Josh is a killer cardio shape, so these must be awful. <laughs> if you're like, if you're, like, not in great cardio shape, like, Pete works out a lot. Some of these people are doing the drafts, like, working out every day. If you're just hopping on to try to get whatever the cardio club freebies are, and you're drafting, like, it's probably like, oh, fuck, I got to pick somebody. <laughs> That's probably how that process is going. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, it's yeah. I would, do you know, it would be just the most embarrassing, but funny montage was like behind the scenes footage of everyone doing their cardio drafts. And just like, what if you had, a, if you could get footage of everyone making their like 18th round pick while doing cardio would be uh, just a bunch of disheveled, uh, out of breath <laughs> people making picks. Like, honestly, that's like where the, the real engagement is like to farm. It's not the hot Peloton girl. It's like you dying, <laughs> looking like you have given it on the line to get a $25 entry into a tournament. Like that to me is where I think you could really make some strides if you are trying to grow your brand with the underdog cardio club. I would like if I didn't, if I had a Stairmaster in my house, which how rich, I think those things are like $8,000. Um, if I had one of those, I would attempt to live stream, uh, a cardio club draft live but it's like going to the gym the machine's loud the gym's loud no one would actually want that but maybe some sickos who want to see my nipples would just watch me just kind of like security cam footage style on a stairmaster for 45 minutes i i would thought about before when i was really into the peloton when i just like the gym still weren't open in la and i needed to do something and alex got one and I, like i was like i could stream on a peloton like that feels like an okay bit but then you can't really hear the class you're doing it does seem like it'd be a little bit too hard i did the one time so when mans did his broathlon with bales and levitan way back in the day to announce the beer mile i remember i did the interview while on a treadmill while jogging that was the only it, it was like it was a disaster to try to film uh to try to talk to do all of that like exercising and content and drafting at the same time i don't know i think that might be a bridge too far a question from max pete about the uh the mechanics of the underdog cardio club well as five carry over for july he couldn't make it to seven sadly do you have any i guess any closing tips for people trying to max out their cardio club entries to get whatever the prizes are um, yeah, I, I will admit we haven't discussed stuff like this. Um, Max, I would really, I mean, I know you got, you got what? I think we'll probably accept, uh, Max, just squeeze it in, man. You, you just got two more. It's like, it's two 40 minute sessions. You just got to squeeze it in. That's all I can say. Bonk. Bonk. <laughs> also, NSFWHD said added C Davis Maddox. <laughs> Is that part of the sales pitch now? I mean, Davis is a handsome man. Great hair on him. Where, where is that? I missed that comment. Oh, it's, it is his username now is NSFWHDC Davis Matt. Oh, I, I just, yeah. I literally, the this is what's so funny. The porn bots are so common now in the chat that they're like white noise to me that I don't even read what the header said. <laughs> I just see the NSFWHD and tune out. One of the best bits though. Got to give him credit for that. Um, do you want to take Zach Ertz here and just get the double stack or is there some other way you want to go? Um, what pick are we at? 105. Uh, I mean, I do fucking love single Terry. Um, I could live with single Terry, but I think one of those running backs, let's go, let's go Ertz, go Ertz. Okay. If you got him in time, just yeah. because my thought is Ertz is the only tight end here. It gets us that double stack this is a wide receiver heavy room so rondell's probably going to go off the board before we're comfortable with it and then there's so many running backs available here that we're going to like whatever running backs available to us at 10-4 yeah i would agree and i think you know we could have taken Derek Carr just to mess up josh taking Derek <laughs> Carr. <laughs> so shocking that josh wants to do get on the show here for the 18th round is that worth it pete what do you think um yeah i'll allow it 
I will. But don't you, send him the link now because you know he's going to jump on as soon as he can. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> That's a, a man who loves his camera time. I don't, I don't know if he's still doing. He was doing a trying to get a show off the ground. So we'll we'll see what Josh has to do here in the. So get ready, Josh. Get yourself camera ready. We are kingmakers over here. Next thing you know, this guy will be streaming cardio drafts nonstop. <laughs> He'll be going head to head against you, Spags. He'll be streaming his cardio drafts Friday afternoons at two thirty. Be fucking out drawing me like Liam. RP. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, have you been going head to head with Liam? Oh no, no, I think, I, but you know, I keep an eye on the views. I, I'm doing, I'm doing all right. I feel bad, like not bad about it. Like I'm ahead of some actual, like you know, networks with my Friday streams. I meant to tell you, I I was trying to get the Discord thing set up so people in Deposit Kingdom Discord got notified when you went live. But I remembered if I synced that up, it would double post because we're simulcasting, oh. and I just I think that's a little too spammy. No, that's fair. Uh, just you know, shit on my dreams of reaching well, that the kingdom. <laughs> or we could keep, you know, splash play as this pure spags play. Um, we we can figure it out. Oh yeah, we got it. We got to actually think about <laughs> some of that in the future, especially uh, you know, who knows? Uh, James Cook here. Um, yeah, I I like that. I mean, I also I also don't mind uh, Damian Harris at this price. I mean. It's, He's, you never take Damian Harris on your account. And I yes, saw I that do. yesterday firsthand. So I'm not giving you your exposure, Damian Harris here. Wow. <laughs> also, Bullock says, think I need to start content. We got to capture the younger crowd. I mean, Bullock, you're here. We've already captured all the young people we'll ever need. I mean, well, we're going to get his, at least one imaginary viewer with his girlfriend. <laughs> so crushing it on that front. Um, the chat also made a good point, too. Uh, I'm, I'm being lazy today, but... Uh, CPAT with our bring back on our Arizona correlation would have been that. Um, yeah. CPAT just doesn't do it for like, cause we're going to get Tyler Algier is going to be there looking like a snack. Oh in the round. No wonder you gloss over Patterson. Cause you're like, Ooh, I can get my 400th share of Tyler Algier later. Tyler, look that Pete. I, if there is one thing from ship chasing, I think I have the best chance to be right about is putting, putting myself on the Tyler Algier Island. And um, I think he's going to be good. I don't know if he's going to win me a million dollars, but I, I'd like it if Tyler Alger won me a million dollars. Honestly, I have no pro I wish you would have delivered that. You did like this kind of watered down. I think the Falcons are going to win. the. No, I wanted something like Tyler Algier is going to finish the season as a top 10 running back. And then boom, I can hit the outro. You, you really let me down on that one. Well, I mean, because I, I extended it so far. I said Drake, <laughs> London, Kyle Pitts, and Tyler Algier are all top 10 of their position. So a bit of a reach there. But yeah, the Tyler Algier part is probably the one I, oh, I guess the Kyle Pitts one should be the one I believe in the most. Yeah. I just needed some real, you know, I'm, I'm looking for that that punctuation mark on an episode. Just the, the total mic drop. And uh, I feel like you tensed up a little in delivering that. I put you full screen. And you started, you know, you started sweating. You knew how much pressure there was. Two hundred people watching. A lot of people in timeout. <laughs> no, it's funny though, because like I, because like I said it to Pete and Pat on the show and after the show as well. Like I do watch ship chasing every week, so it's like I do. I, Pete and I, you and I've done probably now in the like literal hundreds of shows. I think by a wide margin, um, like it's still nice to be on the show that you like enjoy watching. So it's like, I don't want to be the one who ruins this show. That's like informative entertaining. So I'll just go with the flow more than usual. Ruin the show where I was drunk and belligerent and uh, angry at the chat. I don't know what there was to ruin, but that was what brings me joy. When I watched the show is like, Oh, Pete, Gretch is going off the Somebody's going off the rails here. So I'm just like, I'm just along for the ride while contributing a hot Tyler Algier takes that are very likely to be true. There you go. Um, all right, let, let's look at, let's, a little state of the union on our team. Let me, let me see our team here. Okay. I was pulling up NFC rookie of the year odds at the same time. 
we got here we go we got kyler got austin eckler tony pollard james cook at receiver we got debo we got marquise brown terry mclaurin Kadarius tony tight end we're pretty much done dalton schultz zach Ertz. yeah so we're in some weird spots here um honestly i would consider just wide receivers gross we've already bet on washington being better than expected you want to just take Jahan dotson here okay i could do that are we are we are we doing a Carson Wentz double stack? Maybe, honestly, but it's probably not the worst thing. What um, you could probably fil- filter out tight ends just because we're done with tight ends. Yeah. This is the one flaw in my production skills. I don't often click out of one <laughs> one position group. Yeah, there's just lots of, lots of available. Uh, let me and let me see our other uh, wide receivers. What other kind of a stack option. So we got Daniel Jones and Wentz as stacking options. If we were to take a guy like Parker here as well, that would open up um, Mac Jones as well. It, But it does seem like the pocket of this draft right here specifically. I mean, this is this is the zero RB sweet spot. I mean, Madison, Rojo, Rashad White, Heinz, Spiller, Henderson, Carter. I mean, like those are like the nut zero RB guys. So I do think we should probably come away with one of those guys here. And then, I think we're still we're probably a five running back build um, with this team. I still am trying to get six and seven more just because I feel like uh, and you know I give Draco a lot of shout outs here, but he wrote an article recently about um, and I went through that on the roster explorer on Rotoviz as well just to kind of see where I felt with it. it. There is a lot of value in taking six RBs and seven RBs, especially when you are doing the zero RB build. We did take Eckler in the first round, but I feel like even in you know the anchor RB or hero RB kind of builds like. Six to me is looking better as long as you are getting a good enough talent at wide receiver in the other positions. So to me, it's all about where you get them. Like if you get your anchor and then you don't start drafting your RB2 until like round 12 or 13, then I could definitely see getting to six. Um, I think Pollard's like a fair, you know, investment. We took him at pick 81. We took Cook here. If we take another guy here, I mean, are there any correlations we should think about? Matt, I mean, I'm good with Madison, White, or Hines. Hines would be the correlation yeah. with Tony. Yeah, I've got more than enough Madison because he is my Dalvin Cook leverage play. I know we both have a lot of Rashad White, so um, yeah, let's, let's just go Hines. Yeah, so I guess what I was saying is I do think of it as a, like a si- sliding scale, and because we did get you know our running back two through four, I this to me feels like a, a five running back build. Um, okay. But again, because I also, I also just feel like we're slightly behind at wide receiver with the room being so wide receiver heavy that we might need a little bit more volume there. I mean, don't forget, we got to get that Arizona bring back. So if we don't take Tyler Algier, you'll have Brian Edwards there looking ready for battle in the 18th round. Someone take Tyler Algier, just puts bags out of his misery. Don't take Tyler Algier. I mean, take Tyler Algier if you want to win all the money. Don't take Tyler Algier if you enjoy your internet content creators being happy. I was, uh, He's he's one of my higher owned guys too, which I was kind of surprised by. Um, I was just pulling up my exposures here. Hmm. He's dropped down. No, yeah, he's my. So overall, he's my fourth highest owned running back, and then it. But that so I must have been like jamming him hard in the puppy because he's like my eighth in BBM three. So I must have just been like ripping Algier and, and puppies. I, it's, I'm looking at the rookie of the year odds. So 
I don't know if this when this is updated. This is a Vegas Insider article, so it could be you know from the open, perhaps. Tyler Algier is at plus five thousand, which puts him for Rookie of the Year alongside Rashad White, but also alongside Alec Pierce, Justin Ross, John Mechie, Sam Howell. Uh, these Rookie of the Year odds are perplexing. Do you know who's number one? Um, I mean, oh, number one Rookie of the Year. I'm, I, I'm guessing Drake London. He is number two at plus 700. Is, is it Brees Hall? Brees Hall, number four at plus 800. Okay, then, fuck, is it Pickett? It is Pickett, number one at plus 500. Wow, and a lot of fun on Pickett lately coming out, too. I mean, ESPN just released this article where they went around with their reporters kind of assigning chances, and it was crazy. They assigned, you know, percentage chances that they start week one and then, you know, percentage chances that they sit the whole season. And of all those top QBs, they actually gave Pickett the lowest percentage chance to start week one. They huh. they had him at 2% and the other guys, they all had it about 5%, which is like, does it really check out to me that Kenny Pickett would have the least likely odds to start week one of any of those guys? I don't get this at all, honestly. Like, cause plus 500, like to be the leader in the clubhouse out of all those guys who are skill position guys and should be playing from day one. And like the next QB up, is actually Desmond Ritter at plus 1,600. So, like, you know, Matt Corral's plus 2,000, Malik Willis plus 2,500. So nobody else is even close. Like, that to me screams that, like, the money is saying that Pickett's going to play and play early, even if it's not week one. It's like week three or something. Algier Willis. Oh, boo. Love Willis. Oh. All right, let's see what we're looking at here. All right. Tyler Algier. I don't think we're taking any of these quarterbacks. So let's let's see let's see running back and wide receiver. Okay. Man, mm-hmm. we we really we, we're skiing a little bit behind this avalanche here. Although I think we should take Alec Pierce. Um, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. And then what we could end up doing if we don't want to do the wins thing, which I wouldn't blame either of us, even though we've taken those two, like I do think we could grab um, Daniel Jones and then try to grab Wandale or Richie James super late. And now we're just playing for that like week 17 shootout between the giants and the Colts. Yeah. I don't mind. I like, I like Daniel Jones. I, I was thinking that we had some flexibility there where if we didn't want to take Wentz, like and Jones keeps falling, like I don't mind going there. Um, I think Jones is a better, objectively a better play than Wentz, but we already have both Washington receivers, so it feels like we already kind of are locked into taking Wentz. Yeah, and I I guess I just don't think of it that way because if you think about, well, if we end up with a Giants double stack, we've invested similar capital in you know the Giants in that game as we have Washington. In the same way, like I wouldn't shy away from having you know Tony and uh, Wandale on a team where I didn't have Daniel Jones. Like I'm not ruling out two players from the same team just because I have their quarterback. Like obviously that's preferred. Um, but it's still, Oh, as Daniel Jones does go there. Um, Mm. but it's still a a correlation bet that I'm happy to make on the team throughout the season. And, and you can get those kind of ping ponging spike weeks from those guys as well. So I'm, I'm not out on that. Yeah, I mean, I think it makes sense, I guess, with Washington in particular, because there is a chance that you could see Howell start and like yeah. he is a big arm guy. And like if that's the case, then you get the production without having the QB, which is fine. Um, so I don't mind that. Um, all right. What do you got on the I so, I'd probably taken Pickens is the biggest swing here, right? I think so. Um 
Unless he wanted Davis Price to get another bet of the Niners. Um, yeah, that I would be fine with Davis Price. I think we're done at running back though. If we do Davis Price, let's let's take Pickens just to try to get somebody with some talent in. Yeah, I think it makes sense to kind of raise our wide receiver ceiling here. And I do agree with you. Some of the other the other spots that I've done the two wide receivers without the quarterback was uh, Pittsburgh is one I do it with a lot. Uh, as well you know like I'll get a Deontay Johnson with Pickens or a Claypool with Pickens and I won't necessarily stress you know not having you know one of Trubisky or, or Pickett there yeah, GA pointing out too we could take Matty Ice if we wanted um, yeah I, I wouldn't mind that it honestly wouldn't be the worst thing if we did a three QB build I, I'm trying not to do that but Osmo said on lulls right that three QB builds are more optimal right or in terms of how he's viewing it yeah, and I this could be a spot you could do it. And the way I kind of view those unsexy quarterbacks who we know aren't going to rush a ton, so like say the Ryan in this spot, like if Ryan falls, I mean, I don't know when we pick next. It's in a while, right? Yeah. So like if Matt Ryan were to fall to us this far beyond ADP, um, I think that could make sense. We could then also grab um, Paris Campbell would probably become a prime target um, if we grab Matt Ryan as well. So yeah, it's just like I don't want to even draft those kind of low ceiling guys at at cost. But when it mat when it matches up correlation wise, and you get a discount, then I'm I'm down to pull the trigger. Yeah, we have Hines and Pierce, so like I don't even think we would need to force a Paris Campbell. Unless oh, you're right. Yeah. I forgot about the Pierce pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got some flexibility depending on how the room approaches these next uh, ten picks. Yeah. I like this team is weird, but I, I think it's interesting. Like it's young and it's got upside. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, it, it is, it's like, it's natural, right? You're, no one's really excited about Washington, but of course there are scenarios where, you know, Dotson's better than people think. And, you know, McLaurin continues to be good and this offense is just better. And so, you know, picking your spots to get your exposure, to these guys when you you're getting them cheap, I think makes sense. I mean, how cheap did we get McLaurin and Dotson or was that just because we were in a wide receiver avalanche? Yeah, I think it was just the wide receiver. Avalanche. Okay. Yeah. We yeah. took McLaurin three picks ahead of ADP and then Dotson. Okay. Yeah. This was pure avalanche. So yeah. <sighs> maybe, maybe we did, uh, Willis, Willis flagged this as a ship chasing room from the get go. Maybe I shouldn't have, uh, forced you to take uh, Eckler there. <laughs> Well, you know, we live, we learn. I'm just glad to get an entry in, honestly. Like, because I, I was, we talked about yesterday on chip chasing. Like, I have just shy of 90 entries in BBM, and I got to start getting them in. Like, there's, I think, 87 days or 85 days left of the season now. I, I honestly am making that up entirely, but I think I saw 87 a couple of days ago. Um, so, like, that means we're at like almost draft a day territory, which, you know, I, we got to save a few for the streams and such, but got to get a little bit ahead of the eight ball, I'm thinking soon. I'm in the same boat. I've been doing similar math thinking, yes, X amount on streams, but I have been trying to do um, one a day, basically, yeah. um, just to kind of stay on that path. And kind of like we were talking on ship chasing too. Like, uh, I mean, my August is going to be insane. We're going to be layering in so many of our uh, FFPC drafts as well. And so I just have tried to be very realistic about uh, how much barbelling I, I can do. Uh, you know, you know what's probably going to be like the blast off opportunity for me is uh, probably Labor Day weekend. Um, mm. If the contest is still open, we'll probably have a little downtime over that weekend. And uh, and I also could see myself doing trying to multi table. Um, 
I think with BBM drafts, because I want my bullets to really count, I doubt I would multi-table more than two, but I could see myself doing like a back-to-back, you know, 45-minute session. So 90 minutes um, and you get done with four drafts, something like that. Yeah, I like that. I, I like two at a time too, because I have talked about this and I actually talked about it on Liam's show and he didn't push back like super hard. Obviously, I think he wasn't supportive of it necessarily. But I think if you're drafting two teams in parallel and you're like, these two teams kind of tie to each other where I got T. Higgins here, this one at ADP, got Jamar Chase and this one at ADP. And like, it makes me feel nice. Like I'm kind of doing some sort of exposure juggling. Um, You know, I don't think it matters, but I think two at a time is manageable. I do think like I would up to four puppies at a time. And I feel like, you know, three to four is where there's a lot of variability to how, how well you're drafting at each spot. Yeah. And Paul, I, I have mostly, I I've been hopping in slows for the puppies. Um, you know, I'll normally getting like 10 to 15 slows. I'm actually, I think I still have an 18th round pick at an original puppy slow draft. Um, oh. but yeah, I've only done a handful. Wait, we're on the clock, Pete. So uh, okay. Davis price just went, but Matt Ryan did fall to us. If we want. Yeah, to let's, win. let's do, let's do Matt Ryan. And I do agree with you. I think we could get to three quarterbacks with wins here if we want as well. Okay. Yeah. The, the two QBs of Indianapolis, the bet that nobody wants to make that, but honestly, that's the kind of bet that I feel like does win sometimes. Um, so let's, let's look at our construction here. If we are getting to three okay. quarterbacks, we're done at tight end. Um, I think we're going to get one more running back. And so we have three more picks, right? So we would end up with a three, five, eight, two build. The question is, do we look at our wide receivers and do we feel like this is an okay crew to roll with just eight? We're obviously really rookie heavy here on the back end, but depending on who our eighth pick is, I think I'm comfortable with an eight wide receiver build here. Yeah, I think I see one. I mean, there's a couple guys that we could take for uh, for the Washington correlation if we want. Let's see what uh, what old Josh does here. I think you should take James Robinson if I were... Oh, yeah, you're completely right. David Bell's a smash for us right here. Yes, David Bell's a smash. I also thought we could have taken Dearness Johnson late if we wanted to do that play for you. But, yeah, David yeah. Bell's great. Yeah. So that does us good there. And then, yeah, I think, I think we're set up nicely here. Um, and we do have the flexibility, I think, with the wince thing. Um, I kind of like it, though. I, I do think with this with this build... I think I'm comfortable. I think I'm at peace with three quarterbacks. It honestly could be a spot to take Sam Howell to in the 18th and just see. All right. Send, send Josh his thing uh, oh. for the 18th round. Let me grab the link. Uh, Josh, hopefully I can find your, your DM name fast enough. I think I can. No, I don't want to. <laughs> Should I tweet out the link, Pete? That was what I almost did. No, you shouldn't. I mean, uh, you could. I mean, basically you'd probably have like three people try to get in here and then I just see them sitting in the hopper and I just make them stare. <laughs> like that one time we allowed anybody to come on. That was, that was, that was absolute chaos that day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Josh has the link now. Josh, check your Twitter DMS. Josh, we said 18th round. I will allow you because I, I have a, a hardish out today. So you're welcome to come on when you get this, uh, this link, if we want to stretch it to round 17 and 18, but I, I swear to God, Josh, if you come on this stream and you're not out of breath, I am going to flag your cardio club submissions as invalid. Yeah. And I want to see some sweaty nips is what I want to see. I want to see that. <laughs> Glistening. <laughs> That's what I want to see that shirt. 
That was good, Spags. Okay. I think it's funny to imagine that I was just talking feverishly that's, throughout the entire that's, that's why I said that was good. We didn't have to explain why it was good. Well, people, you know, people don't know, Pete. <laughs> oh, I am glad that the VIPs have found... I know it doesn't translate when I post it up here, but I am glad the VIPs found the, uh, the bonk emote uh, in there as well. I'm glad the bonk emote. People seem to love the bonk emote. I'm glad that you brought that to the table, Pete, with your uh, tremendous production ability. Thank you. Yeah, I uh, I got the Tom Everett Scott uh, emotes loaded in there for tonight. His uh, his sunglass one from uh, that thing you do. So, you know, we're trying, Spags. <laughs> oh wait, Mark, Mark uh, preaching to me. <laughs> oh, we want to see those glistening nipples. <laughs> Stop it! Oh, oh my. Here's, here's our good pal Josh Frick live on the <laughs> on the treadmill. How you feel? Oh, oh my God! No. <laughs> How are you oh, feeling, Josh? How's your back? How are you doing? How what? How many miles have you done? What's the car, what's the calorie burn? How are you looking? I'm at four miles right now. I'm on my fourth one in like fourteen hours or something. This really sucks. Oh. I have blisters on my feet. <laughs> Spending Josh. all my money. I was so impressed, Josh, with you. I thought you were kind of joking when you said you were going to try to complete this in two days. Why, why did you wait so long to, to complete the challenge? To be unique. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> so is this going to be the start of your fitness journey where, like, this is going to be you every day now all summer grinding? Oh, no. After today, I'm done. I can't walk tomorrow. <laughs> You're just going to be done exercising for, like, two months? I quit for, like, a year. <laughs> So Underdog Cardio Club brings you out for two days every year. So Underdog Basketball Cardio starts. There you go. There you go. Uh, Keith, will you admit it did seem like you were just saying taking whatever players we mentioned on the stream earlier? Is that what happened? Yeah, that's plus TV. <laughs> I fucking knew it. I'm glad to have somebody finally admit it on the show. <laughs> um, right. Carson Wentz. Uh, yeah, let's do let's do Wentz here. Just in case somebody wants to get cute and scoop us, we we want Carson Wentz. We are the one drafter in all of Underdog that wants Carson Wentz. That's right. Oh, and Josh is on the clock here. What's the pick gonna be, what's, Josh? What's gonna be, Josh? I gotta look. Hold on. <laughs> if he fell right now, this would be tremendous. <laughs> look at he looks like a dog panting. <laughs> He looks like Josh. an overjoyed dog. <laughs> that frozen face. Everything froze. Josh is time out here. Is he going to get timed out? Ryan oh, Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. Oh, he loves Tannehill. He loves him. Wait, so what, does that even make sense with his lineup? He's got Tannehill with. No. Uh, oh, no. No. That oh, might have no, been accidental. <laughs> yeah, this, this is the face of a man who just timed out on his third QV. <laughs> you see what so why the best ball mania was the goal of the underdog cardio club pete just to have more shitty entries for you to get a better chance to win Shh, you're seeing through <laughs> you're seeing through i was like what if i could get some of the most engaged and best drafters to be distracted and make suboptimal decisions while drafting aha the underdog cardio club well, it was funny because like I was like, why don't they do this with a puppy? And now that you were saying it out loud, it's like, wow, this actually is genius that get some shittier lineups in, get some marketing, <laughs> it's real win-win for underdog and you. 
Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad you saw right through this. Um, so we are going to do a uh, running back here with our last yeah. selection. Um, let's see. We give me. We just. I specs. We please filter to just running backs. Oh, okay. I was showing you the team so you could see if we had any correlations. Let, I say. I say we still do. Uh, I say we do D Ernest here. We have kind of two outs. We we we're playing now. We basically super stacked. Two of the, the 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 least sexy games to stack in Week 17: Washington, Cleveland, and Indianapolis, New York Giants. I, I like that. Yeah, a lot of running backs usually get drafted. Gone. Eno Benjamin. I feel like you're steaming up single handedly. You know, someone had to leave a mic drop hot take last night. <laughs> I'm just timing this one out. You guys can wait and earn every little bit of your last four draft picks. I will say, uh, Josh. Josh is coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I had a draft pick. I hate you. We did see. I we didn't think you would willingly select Ryan Tannehill as your QB three. Well, you know I'm a Titans fan, so Josh, trust me, you your entire existence for about six months was just spamming the chat with Julio Jones propaganda. And how good was he when he played last year, Pete? I, I barely remember because he played for like three quarters. How many games did you play? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Also, Mark Smith, Josh, asking for you to make Ryan Tannehill's Jordan pose or whatever that thing is to, to celebrate your picking of him. I should have worn my Geno Smith jersey for old time's sake, but. Man, a fine QB taste is what you've proven to be. <laughs> um. So how do you feel about your team, Josh? I can't see it, but good. <laughs> Right behind you guys, I'm always good. Yeah, you were just kind of uh, scooping and sniping uh, the Splash Play Bros today. Last night, too. <laughs> That's true. He's got uh, a strategy. It's hard to argue that. All right, Spags, this is what we're going to do. We're going to let Josh outro the podcast. We're going we're gonna to tell him some of the, the key points he needs to hit. Uh, Josh, one thing you need to remember, Splash Play is going to get flexed to – from Monday because it's the 4th of July to Tuesday at 10 a.m. next week. Spags, is there any other boilerplate Frick needs to uh, to bring us out here? Yeah, and subscribe to the Splash Play channel for a Spags solo stream tomorrow. So that's that's those are two big plugs, Josh. All right, Whatever Josh, else you want to. Give us your big outro here to Splash Play. Big outro is keep those nipples covered unless you're charging for it. Spags, don't get too drunk with Luca on Friday. Wife wouldn't like it, but it would make for a great stream. <laughs>